We got an overwhelming amount of feedback on Jeff's issue with baby Jesus. And we see your baby Jesus, and we will raise you some other issues that we learned when we were kids. Also, we're going to have a Thanksgiving pie tasting today and a dramatic cookbook reading. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, November 16th. We are recording this at 1022 Studios at Industrious. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for... I I always think of my grateful things ahead of time. What am I grateful for? What's something in your eyesight? I don't like it when I do that, because then I'm like, eh, plastic forks. I am grateful for the little uh, office... Park Deli thing. If those office park restaurants, is that what they're called? Office building restaurants? Yeah. Uh, are nothing. They are consistent. They are consistent. They and, all taste the same. And I've gotten a, a roast beef wrap there, I think, three of the past four days I've been here during lunch. And it's been identical every single time. And they make it by hand. But they just, it's just identical. Yeah. Same meat, same cheese, yep. same amount of whatever. Same bread choices. And you know me, I'm a person who likes consistency and routine. You do like your routine. So I'm grateful for office complex deli places. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that bad days can turn themselves around. Man, yesterday was a dumpster fire. It was a dumpster fire. I don't think we need to go into it because it's not that interesting what a dumpster fire was, but it was like every single thing was going wrong. Then we started recording the show, and now sitting in front of me, there are like seven pies, and I am just happy about the world now because there's so much pie in here. Here's what—I'm not a big pie guy, so this is having no impact on me. If given the choice, I will always choose cake over pie. Yeah. I will choose virtually any baked good over pie, to be totally honest. I love pie. I love pie. Uh, yesterday was such a dumpster fire that at one point it just became funny. Yeah, we laughed. Like the the twelfth thing happened, and Callie says, "You're not going to believe this." I say, "What?" She tells me, and we just kind of look at each other and we and we laugh, and then we go, "Okay, we're not going to we, we're not going to recover. We're not going to like we can't undo what has already happened. So let's just laugh at this and move forward." Yes, and, and we did. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yesterday we talked about how Jeff, oh wait, can I tell you, I was going to tell you about this email that I got first. Oh, okay. It's short and sweet. Um, I just thought it was such a great email that somebody was recognizing me for this out for, for something fantastic. Oh, okay. I got an email from, um, Francis Tipton, uh, and, and Francis copied their coworker Shane and Francis wrote, Hey Jeff, I hope you're doing well. My research team shared your details with me, and I wanted to reach out. Uh, We are a pay-on-results-only PR firm, and I think I may have some good fits for you and 1022 projects. I am especially interested in your innovative approach to project management. Now, we don't do—we obviously— Putting together podcasts involves some sort of project management. Yeah. But that's not really what we do. But I was intrigued. I'm always intrigued when somebody finds us out of nowhere. Yeah. Then it goes on. It says, it seems like you're doing really well in the construction industry. Nice. And I've noticed some exciting trends in sustainable (laughs) building practices on your website. Do you want to receive a media request related to this? 
I think I have a few other media requests that would be an even better fit for you. Would love to discuss them further. Look forward to hearing from you, Francis. People make fun of publicists. That is why. And I can say that because I got my PR major and then I did some work in PR for a little bit. So, Well, the reason I wanted to read this today is because uh, I wrote back to Francis and have a call with them later today to talk about um, eco-friendly roofing materials. <laughs> and I'll let you know how that goes. Because okay. I know nothing about that. Well, all right. But they're going to pre-interview me for a pitch. There you go. So I'm just going to make stuff up. You would. Okay, so yesterday we talked about how Jeff was raised Catholic. And a lot of people that I think in particular, I would say like any sort of religion, but the feedback I'm getting most is that it's Christian religions are the ones that really scar people and tell people things when they're little that just really set you off in the wrong <laughs> In the wrong direction or in a funny direction or things that kind of haunt you for life. I would I would argue that we're getting the feedback because the majority of people in this country are Christian. Yeah. But I think if you went to any place in the world, I would imagine that the more conservative, observant— Yes. Right? right. Generations of any religion pass down some unnecessary fear and guilt to the younger generation. Right. Regardless. Now, that being said, it's fairly accepted that that Catholics rely on guilt for a, <laughs> for a lot. The Catholic guilt is a uh, you I know, know, term people throw around. I know other religions use fear or uh, intimidation. Oh, if you do this wrong, you'll never get into heaven. Yeah. Or even worse, you'll I mean, go to hell. I read, uh, last year I read Julia Hart's book my un from My Unorthodox Life, and she was a super, super Orthodox Jewish and talked about a lot of the things in her book, talked about things from her upbringing that were like, just made her so anxious. But this was meant to be like a funny thing. And you delivered because I got some really funny <laughs> If, responses. If you didn't hear yesterday's show, somebody gifted us a uh, like a paint by numbers kit that in, that had a whole bunch of holiday stuff, including Christmas ornaments and winter scenes. But one of them was a nativity, and I couldn't bring myself to paint the baby Jesus or the Virgin Mother, the Virgin Mary, because I I'm not I would never do them justice. Yeah, I, it's I'm not worthy and because of my Catholic upbringing. I am not worthy to paint a face on the Virgin Mary or paint a swaddle right. on Jesus. Yeah, not qualified. OK, so here are some some fears that people express to me that they were taught as a kid that have haunted them into adulthood. Um, one person messaged me and said that at their church, they had to watch something called the Left Behind Rapture series. Oh, <laughs> And they were like in eighth grade and they had a legit, have a legitimate fear of people disappearing and just like vanishing into thin air. Is the rapture, <laughs> do you know what the rapture is? I do. The rapture is when heaven calls all the worthy souls And then everybody home. else is like left on earth and supposedly it's hell and yeah. whatever. And you so, just, you just don't get to go. Yeah. You just. So there's some people, if you're really, really religious, I think you want to be buried 
so that if you were to rise up out of the ground at a 90-degree angle, I think you need to be facing east. Yeah. Because that's the direction, yeah. supposedly, that you'll go. Uh, and then some people think that just— so when she was not, from a kid, she would just think that people disappear. So I wonder yeah. if you have that fear that you just like, you're like, so-and-so didn't answer the phone. Oh, my God. They wrapped, They it's got here. raptured. Um, somebody <laughs> was taught that God sees everything. So even into their adult life, they uh, close the windows in the bathroom and the yes. blinds because they're scared that God is watching them pee. That was, I do, <laughs> I do remember having some, I do remember asking someone for an explanation on that. Like, is, does God watch me poop? Yeah, I mean, probably. Um, then somebody said that they really were stuck on coveting thy neighbor. And so for a, the longest time in their life, they didn't give other people compliments because they thought that if she told her friend she liked her shoes, go in hell. Because the commandment says, don't cover your neighbor. Don't want what your neighbor has. And so for a while, she didn't give anybody compliments. Isn't that, wait a minute, I'm really bad at commandments. But isn't covet thy neighbor also, is that the adultery one? Oh, no. There's don't covet thy neighbor, and then there's don't covet thy neighbor's wife. Oh, yeah. There's two. Those are two different commandments. Yeah. So you can't like your neighbor's new garden hose roller upper thing, and you also can't bang your neighbor's wife. Yeah. Um, somebody's grandmother told them that they weren't allowed to walk on graves, like because it hurts people in heaven's feelings. I still, I won't walk on a grave. Really? Not because I think it hurts anybody's feelings, but somebody once told me that it's disrespectful, and it makes sense to me. Well, I wouldn't, like, step on a grave, but if you're walking— I try, as, sim- I try as hard as I can to walk along the back of a row of headstones. Yeah. Um, and then—this <laughs> is a good ending. Uh, a woman said that she believed that women had one less rib cage than men uh, for most of her life. Because— or one less rib, because— Eve gave her rib to Adam. Is that how it works? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the Adam and Eve story was, whoever had the lesser rib, she no, thought that was— Adam would have had a lesser rib because— Yeah, because he took his and gave it and made her. Because, I mean, that because men were invented first, <laughs> and then women were created to keep men company. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, so there's your um, religious trauma for today. I really love those answers because stuff— Even our parents, I was thinking the other day, like— Something my mom, you know, we've talked about this before, told me, or maybe it was my dad, is that you don't have the air conditioning on when you have the windows open. Right. And still, as an adult, I am conflicted about that in my car. I'm like, well, it's kind of chilly, but I could put my seat warmer on, but then I can have, like, my windows down, or you know what I mean. How about this one? It's just— I, and these are, I would assume these all came from my parents, but uh, you will go to, to jail or maybe even hell. If you turn on your interior light at night when the car's in motion. Ellie wanted me to turn that on the other night, and I had a moment, because you were driving. I was in the backseat with her, where I was like, can I turn this on? Will Jeff be able to see? She was looking for something she dropped in her car seat or whatever. Yeah. And the minute it goes on, you think, I'm going to—the SWAT team is going to descend upon me. Yeah, Jeff is going to crash. Clearly, you can't see when there's a light on in your car. These are the things that our parents taught us. What was the other one that was so—that you can't— Honk your horn near a hospital. Oh, I've never heard that. Because you'll disturb people who are resting in the hospital or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, when it all comes down to it, it's not religion. It's just gullible kids who yeah, hear something right. 
and really latch on truly apply to it, apply it uh, in the most literal sense. Yeah. My grandfather always told us uh, that because he had a pool in his backyard and he told us that he put special dye in the pool. So if you peed in it, everything around you would turn purple. I still believe that like to this day. You could tell that I'm convinced you could tell that story. At a table of 50-year-olds, a table of 8-year-olds, and a table of 10-year-olds. And somebody at each table is going to swear that they were in a pool where that happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things, like urban legend things. All right. I went out and bought pie. So I could tell you if you were in a pinch on Thanksgiving or, you know, you get invited somewhere. You want to bring dessert, whatever. So we will know what is actually good so you don't have to guess. So I went to four or three major real retailers in a fancy place and we have eaten and tested today we're going to do apple pie i now i just want so everybody listening knows how committed callie is to the upside and the upside listening community an hour before we sat down to do this callie said hey we got to spend a day next week or a day or two next week talking about money because we got to <laughs> we got to save more, we got to spend less, we got to tighten our belts, we got to reconfit we we just got to get our we got to get our books in order. Yeah. So starting the next week we're on a budget. And then I come around the corner and she has 12 pies. Well, that's we don't have 12, we have 8 and oh, some of them okay. are half pies. Got it. So it's fine. Um, okay, so we ate them. So you're welcome to the misophonia people. Um, yeah, I said to Callie, I go, we got to do the taste testing part of this off the show because I went to places that I thought most people would have access to, no matter where you're going. Can I tell? Can, can we do the physical appearance first? Yeah. Okay. I just looking at these apple pies. There were two because our criteria for judging this is taste. Our, our umbrella criteria is, can we pass this off as homemade? Yeah. Can you sneak this into somebody else's house as a homemade, something that you have toiled over in the kitchen? And does it taste good? Like, don't be giving us cardboard pie. Like, if you're going to take pie, make sure it tastes good. So I, um, I, if I remember correctly, I said that this one right here in the middle is the most homemade. Looking pie. Looking. That one, you said the middle or the one we've got off to the end. Now, the These, one. The, this one is number one. That one's a close number two as far as homemade looking. Now, the one in the middle that we're talking about uh, that Jeff thinks is the most homemade looking is actually a crumble. It's like an apple pie crumble with something fancy in it. That was from Kroger. And I went there, and that's the only kind of apple pie that they had. The reason it's good is because it looks a little sloppy. It looks a little sloppy because of the crumble, and it's got, I think, some, like, either toffee or something. That one, it, it sounded fancy on the label. So um, so that one, the Kroger Apple Crumble, if you're going for appearances, that one right there has the look. And now what about this one also will pass for homemade? The other homemade one that Jeff picked out of the lineup was from Target. And not a super Target where they have a bakery and all that fancy stuff. I mean, I went in Target and these are like what they have next to the register. It was a Target brand or whatever, or do they? Um, I don't think they have a Target brand, but it's what they carry. Like it was in the, okay. you know. And the one behind those two, which one is that? Because that one will never pass as homemade. Because it looks too fancy? It looks like it was made by a robot. Uh, that was made at Walmart. Okay. <laughs> so that's a Walmart. So what we're telling you right now is that uh, Kroger has the look of homemade. 
Uh, Target, close second. Walmart, too fancy for you. And, and then our fancy pie that now, I got from like an actual bakery. Now, here's what I said about this one appearance-wise. If you go to a fancy bakery like this, you can pass that off as homemade if you are talented in the kitchen. Yes. If you are known for your cooking and you show up with that, people are going to say, "Oh, that's beautiful." If you're if if you if the be- fanciest thing that you've ever made in your life are a couple of fried eggs, they're or, not going to believe you. And you show up with that, they're going to they're going to know immediately you're, you're yeah. jacking with them. Um, so then we move on to flavor. Jeff has ranked all the flavors and the fancy looking oh, one. Wait a minute. Do they sell does the Kroger apple crumble come in a full pie size? Yeah. It does? Yeah. Okay. And what about the fancy pie? Yeah. Fancy and, pie comes in a in a full pie. I just bought halves. Okay. This is important though. Do you remember if they came in a pie pan? Because if they don't, that's a dead giveaway. Well, you wouldn't get a half. I just got the half to I know, save us a couple do bucks. Do the full yeah. ones come in a full, in an aluminum foil pan? Yeah, like I believe this? so. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Okay. So Jeff rated these and the fancy one, by the way, I went to Fresh Market. Because, you know. Got it. That seems very fran- francy? Francy. Francy to me. Um, okay, Jeff rated these in order of taste. His was number one, Fresh Market. Okay. Really good. Taste homemade also. Number two. What, what, what about you? Which one? Do, are they, Fresh Market. Okay. So good. I thought it was great. Um, Target was your number two. Okay. On flavor. Number three was the Kroger weird one, like the crumble thing, but you said it tasted really artificial. It just hit the Kroger and and the Walmart was last place. And the Walmart was last place. I got to tell you, I tried the Walmart. It was disgusting. Do not buy a Walmart apple pie because that is not apple pie. That is like something else. Made by a robot. It does not taste good. The, The problem with the Kroger and with the Walmart to me, one, they were way too sweet, and I think it was artificial sweeteners or ball. It it just didn't. It nothing about it tasted homemade, and it was so it was almost hurt your teeth sweet. So if you have, but your best, if you're a talented chef, based on our analysis, yes, Fresh Market is your pie. Fresh Market is your pie, and it's seven forty nine. And if for a half, it was a whole. You know, it's kind of expensive. And if you're not talented. Go with Target. Target, $5.99. Target parts are $5.99. And again, I would encourage you, even if you're not going to lie, even if you're going to say that you didn't make it, take it out of the packaging. Yeah, of course. Get some tinfoil, put it over there. Like, don't serve it to people (laughs) in your Target bag. Here, we're going to show the people on TikTok the Target pie. You know what you could do also? Here, let me see. Just to look at, you could just smash in the crust a little bit. Why are you ruining the pie? Because everybody... Okay, this is the Target one that Jeff thinks looks the most homemade and also tastes the best. That's $5.99. The one that I thought tasted the best... Kelly, by the way, is showing this to people on TikTok. People on TikTok. So if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday morning and you're staring at your phone going, where are these pictures? This is the Fresh Market one. It was really pretty before I disassembled it, and it's very, very tasty. I found a dramatic cookbook reading... About apple pies. Oh, how fitting. I'm going to start with the last line because it's, I always, when I try to find these, I go through the websites and I go through, um, we have a couple cookbooks at the house and I always read the last line because that tells you 
how— What the mood is going to be. What the mood is. And the last line of this is, apple pie is more than just a treat. It's a treasure trove of nostalgia, a sweet reminder of the simple joys in life. Mm. So here is my dramatic cookbook reading for apple pie. Apple pie holds a special place in so many hearts, including mine. For many, it's not just a dessert. It's a bundle of warm, sweet memories. It could be a comforting hug from grandma on a sunny afternoon, or feeling your dad's hand in your own on a fall day. The aroma of a baking pie with its golden crust and tender spiced apples will transport you back to those cherished family gatherings filled with laughter and love. Now the magic of apple pie lies in its simplicity. Crisp apples, a touch of sugar, a hint of cinnamon, and a perfectly flaky crust. And the outcome, despite the simple ingredients, is always extraordinary. Each slice is a perfect balance of sweet and tart, soft and crunchy. It's like each belt, it's like each bite tells a story of tradition. <sighs> Making apple pie could be an act of love. Peeling the apples, rolling out the dough, patiently waiting for it to, to bake. These steps are like a delightful dance, a ritual that's almost as comforting as the pie itself. And when it's finally time to cut that first piece, the first slice is always the best. A sweet, warm journey back to those days of Ooh. joy and togetherness. Indeed, apple pie is more than just a treat. It's a treasure trove of nostalgia, a sweet reminder of the simple joys in life. We have an upside listener who has presented us with a dilemma. And I couldn't, well, presented me with a dilemma, and I couldn't answer it. So I decided to bring it to the show. Okay. Because it doesn't, it seems shady, but it doesn't seem unreasonable. Okay. All right? So here's the dilemma. Her child was invited to a kid's birthday party. Mm -hmm. And in the invitation, after she confirmed the evite or whatever, and after she hit, you know, yes, we will attend, they got an email from mom, the mom of the birthday boy or girl. And the email said, we're so excited you'll be able to attend. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for your RSVP. Because we aren't able to invite everyone that blank knows, we are asking all guests to refrain from sharing this party on social media. Mm -hmm. Now, at first, that seems sneaky or shady or wrong. But after spending about a minute with it, it's not an unreasonable request. Is I don't think it? it's unreasonable at all. And I actually think I... Is it, a, is it appropriate to invite someone to a party and then ask them to not tell anyone about it? Yeah. Okay. I think it's totally appropriate. And I think it is also, especially with sharing on social media, like I didn't share um, any of Ellie's birthday party because I don't know how the other parents feel about having their kids on social media. So I just didn't post anything at all. No, but you could have posted a picture of... I mean, you know, we know enough of the parents that we could have said, hey, can we post a picture? Yeah. But that's totally different. That's, 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 that has nothing to do. That's apple pie and pumpkin pie. Yeah. That has nothing to do with it. The question is, 
is is it appropriate? And now, see, I'm second-guessing myself because my first thought was, oh, that's shady. Then my second thought was, actually, that's not a bad idea because it'll probably prevent some bullying and some weirdness yeah. at school. But now my third thought is, is this, are you teaching your kid to be sneaky or sly? Like, is this family also telling their kid, hey, don't tell anybody about your party at school because we didn't invite anyone? Like, shouldn't it just be... Hey, sometimes you get an invite, sometimes you don't. I don't know. I honestly have mixed feelings about it. Me too. I didn't. First I did, then I didn't. Now I do again. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is that the FCC is um, has voted, by the time you're hearing this, but I don't know what the outcome is, uh, to vote on new cell phone regulations to help victims of domestic violence. So... Um, what this means is called the Safe Connections Act is it re- would require companies to remove victims from family billing plans within two business days of the request. So they have to expedite your request. They have to offer low cost emergency phone replacements for victims and the cloaking of call and text logs to domestic violence hotlines and shelters. So if you're making a call to a domestic violence shelter or seeking help that won't show up in your call log. So your abuser will not see that you're calling for help. I didn't even help. think of that. If you call for help on your phone and the person that you are seeking help from yeah. is a true crazy, they're going to go through your phone and look at who you called. Yeah. And if they see a number they don't recognize, they're going to Google it and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. They're calling. Oh, that's not. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I think that is a really good step. Um, There wasn't, when I researched it before, there didn't seem to be a lot of like opposition to it. So hopefully by now, by the time you're listening to this, it has passed. Uh, Your second random thing is for you, if you are a lover of either chicken nuggets or Wendy's, for the next uh, six Wednesdays of the year, or I guess the last six Wednesdays of 2023, you can get free chicken nuggets at Wendy's just by making another purchase. The deal is called Wendy's Wednesday, and all you got to do is go to the Wendy's app or website and scan the Wendy's reward offer code in restaurant, and you'll get six free chicken nuggets for uh, with the purchase of anything else. Now, Norm- Wendy's makes a good chicken nugget. Do they? Yeah, they do. I, I really know. like them. I don't know if I ever had a Wendy's chicken nugget. They're good. Um, well, the, and the whole reason that I'm telling this story is that's not what caught my eye. What caught my eye was uh, the um, Peppermint Frosty came back this week. Mm. That was included in the same announcement. And I am a chocolate Frosty traditionalist. I am too. That's the only one you should get. But I'll try the Peppermint one. Mm, Only because Chick-fil-A, the Lord's Chicken, makes a good holiday milkshake. Yeah. Makes a... With peppermint, almost like chunks of peppermint bark in it. Yeah, and if Fro- I do love peppermint bark. If Frosty, if the Frosty is following that lead, it, it's I got to investigate. I got to do it for the people. And your third random thing for today is here's your annual list of Thanksgiving leftovers that can be made safe for your dog. Number one, pure mashed potatoes. But like, who's eating pure mashed potatoes? That means that means with no garlic, no or, garlic, oh, yeah, no. no dairy. No. AKA not our mashed potatoes and also um, excessive amounts of salt aren't good for dogs. So probably stay away from the mashed potatoes unless you're cooking them like Jeff does. He'll like, you know, when he's chopping up the potatoes or whatever, he'll throw the dog one. I actually don't give the dogs white, any sort of white potato because I don't think 
I think I read that raw potatoes are poisonous to dogs. Oh, well, then don't listen to me. Just stay away from potatoes. But dogs love sweet potatoes, and I think they can pretty much eat all that their stomach can handle of a sweet potato. Um, do not feed them green bean casserole because the onion is onions are really not good for dogs. And also, it's green bean casserole, and nobody should eat that anyways. <laughs> um, and that includes stuffing, um, pumpkin pie. It, pumpkin pie has spices in it. Spices just really not good for dogs. So if you want to give them a little treat or something, use pumpkin puree, not pumpkin pie filling, but like canned pumpkin. That's good for them. Uh, and then turkey, dogs can have a little bit of turkey, but make sure obviously that there's no bones in it when you're giving it to them. And those are your three random things for today. You are strong, you are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here.